Hey, I'm Pastor Neil. Welcome to the Pastor's Table. Today we're going to be starting out talking about 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, and I just want to read them to you. Although I hope to come to you before long, I'm writing these instructions to you so that, if I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God and the pillar and the stay or the prop and the support of the truth. Did you know that as Christians, as born-again believers, we are the prop and the support of the truth in this world? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So, get your pen, get your paper, get the popcorn, let's dive right in. In this episode of The Pastor's Table, uh, we're going to continue <laughs> talking about the subject that we started a few weeks back, uh, dealing with how does a Christian live righteous in a world that's unrighteous, but particularly how do we deal with social injustice issues mm -hmm. as, as a church. Um, let's start with this verse today in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. Now, in this chapter, Paul is writing to Timothy here. And so, right at the beginning of verse 15, he says, If I am detained, uh, well, let's start at the beginning of the sentence, how about that? Verse 14, Although I hope to come to you before long, I am writing these instructions to you, so that if I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and stay, or you could say the prop and support of the truth. Oh. And he goes on to say a few more things. Mm -hmm. But it's a very interesting statement that he makes here. He says, the church of the living God, which is the prop and stay of the truth. And so I was describing in a previous episode how the, what, a, what a buttress is or a prop and a stay. And it is a support that holds up a wall. Mm-hmm. So that the wall can hold, can go very high, and mm -hmm. so they they have additional supports to hold that up upright. And so, in a similar respect, that is being used as an illustration here of what the church is concerning the truth, and how the church should be holding up. This is the truth. Amen. The truth is this, and that is our place as a body in the world. Yeah. Right. There are other verses that in Philippians, for example, that talk about believers that we are to hold out the word of life. We're like lights, mm -hmm. stars shining in the darkness, holding out the word of life. Uh, it says in a crooked and depraved world. Mm -hmm. And so that is the place that the believer is supposed to be uh, as a body, as an individual, um, holding up and holding out and saying, this is the truth. This is the truth here. And so. One of the comments that I had made is that um, as believers, uh, the church can find themselves in a place where if they're not doing that, then they say, well, you know, we've got to stand for righteousness. And I can see all these unrighteous things taking place in the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's my duty as a Christian then to go out into the world and stand for righteousness. But you see, I'll make a statement this way. And um, perhaps we shouldn't abandon our post. <laughs> because if we run off into the world to stand for righteousness, and this is the place the, the church has to stand up for righteousness. And it's in a sense, yes. Mm -hmm. But this is saying we are to hold up the truth. And so the thing is, is that 
there, I believe that it's a subtle thing that we can get led into that is not necessarily God. In fact, I'd probably say isn't God, where we run off to fight in the world system, the world's way, in the name of holding up mm-hmm. justice mm-hmm. and righteousness. Absolutely. And it's not that it's not that we're saying that you know uh, that there there shouldn't be a stand for righteousness. We're not saying that. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that you shouldn't live righteous. We're also not saying that mm-hmm. you should live righteous. Mm-hmm. You should stand up in a sense for righteousness. But it's how we go about doing that that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And really, ultimately, our lives as Christians should be displaying and showing what the truth is, what the answer is. And we've been talking a lot about that in the last in the last few, um, and I was going to say classes, no, <laughs> in the last few discussions here for um, pastor's table. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just I kind of want to pivot and turn to another scripture here for a moment that follows along the same thing, and that's in in Isaiah. And this is another scripture that supports, you'll see in a moment, how it supports what we're just talking about, the place that the church is to have. Now, where to start in this chapter? Chapter Isaiah 59. And where to start in Isaiah 59? Because there's a whole lot of things that's describing and talking about here. But I would probably, let's just for the sake of uh, keeping it short, let's start in verse 14. It says, Justice is turned away backward, and righteousness stands far off. And most people would look in the world and say, yes, that's the case. Look at how wicked our world has become. You know, there's no justice. It's turned away backward, and righteousness doesn't seem to be seen anywhere. And people would look at the condition of the world and say that. But look at the reason that is given here. For truth has fallen in the street. Hmm. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Because truth has fallen in the street. So if the church is meant to be the prop and stay mm-hmm. and hold up the truth, mm-hmm. then if the truth is being held up, it won't be fallen in the street. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If the church is holding up the truth of who Jesus is, what he has done for us, be reconciled unto God, and holds up that truth then we'll have a whole lot less of the justice fleeing and righteousness being far off. Mm-hmm. The place that the world is, uh, sorry, the churches have in the world is to be that salt and that light, mm-hmm. right? We're to hold up the, the truth of Jesus so that the world can see where to go, like the great lighthouse, you know, mm-hmm. in the dark. Oh, there, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. That's the place that the, the church should have in the world. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the world's condition um, it may go from bad to worse, mm-hmm. but that should not change our stance and our position as the body of Christ. It shouldn't change and, and cause us to become more like the world and try to fight the world, uh, fight the social ills using the world system to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to righteousness, our place as believers should be demonstrated, should demonstrate that righteousness first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? It, it kind of reminds me of, uh, it's like a distraction. So the, the social injustice that we see as Christians, they, they become a dist- distraction from what you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Just the same way when Jesus was here on the earth, the distraction was everybody wanted him to become a, a, a natural king. 
on this earth to take care of Rome and get, get them out from under the oppression of Rome. Exactly. Right? And that was a distraction, but um, he was going to become a king, but in God's way and, and according to truth, he was going to become that king and deliver us from everything, not just the Roman Empire. Right. You know, you think about back to Nehemiah, right? So he had all of those those few guys that were trying to dissuade him and and um, catch him and all that kind of stuff. And that was a distraction. But his he heard from the Lord, build the walls around Jerusalem again. So he had the hammer in one hand and the sword in one hand, and they were doing what they had to do. In our case here, the truth, and the truth of Nehemiah's situation was he had to build that wall. So every man that was there, they had their, their tool in one hand and they had their sword for defense in the other hand and they built the wall and they did, they didn't get distracted from what God had told them to do. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Bible is very clear mm -hmm. of how we go into the world. Mm -hmm. It says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, not yeah. for, uh, push a, a system or an That's ideal right. or, you know, rage against the machine. Um, <laughs> On the other side, when the church holds up the truth for things like, um, well, let's take alcohol mm -hmm. or drugs. Recently, even in the country of Canada, they've legalized all kinds of other drugs in, in order to, to reduce the number of opioid overdoses. So their answer is, we'll make more free. Mm -hmm. And that's the and world's legal. answer. <laughs> and legal. legal. Go for it. <laughs> and so, And I've been asked many times through the years, about alcohol and, and, and it goes way back to there. Well, it, you know, I do know some believers who smoke pot because it's, a, because it's legalized and because the world legalized it. They said, well, I'm a Christian. The world legalizes it. Mm -hmm. I can do that. It's legal yeah. to drink. So I'll drink. And they've looked at that world then became their measure. Mm. That's right. But when the church holds up the truth and said, don't, you know, be sober minded. We'll, if you can be sober-minded and drunk at the same time, you're special. <laughs> um, and and some people say, well, we know their spirits. Well, don't drink. It's pretty simple. And and the thing at the end of the day, no one told me or my husband, you know, thou shalt not drink alcohol. But the Holy Spirit inside of us gave us a check about it. Mm -hmm. And that, that wasn't wise. And it wasn't healthy for us. And I understand people bring out this, well, a little wine for the stomach's sake. It didn't Paul tell Timothy, et cetera, et cetera. If you're looking for an excuse to have a drink, you can always find one. If you're looking to twist the word of God to make yourself feel comfortable, I, I've watched people do that for years. Well, we'll find a scripture. We'll take a part of it. And, and that's what they call itching ears. If, it, if you're doing it for comfort's sake, you have a check. Mm -hmm. And Holy Spirit's trying to tell you, no, mm -hmm. um, but you're like, well, I found this other person and you'll go to the next pastor or you'll go to somewhere else until you find something that makes you feel comfortable in your sin. This is where the church has got to hold it up yeah, and say, you know what? We're not saying, no, you can't drink. We're saying, listen to Holy Spirit. He'll mm -hmm. tell you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I, I, I don't think he's telling you go out there and get drunk. And there are very few people who actually can have a glass of wine and then not have another one and then not have another one and oh look the bottle's empty and and they do it especially right now when people are feeling the stresses of all the things that are going on in the world and they say well this is more than a little wine for a stomach's sake i can tell you that much 
And and so they're they're looking for all kinds of scriptures to justify their behavior and pulling them out of context. This is where the church has got to stand up in truth and say, you know what? This is not helping you. Mm -hmm. This is hurting you. And God never says no to you because it's it's he's trying to make you follow a bunch of rules. When the Holy Spirit says, this isn't good, it's because he loves you. That's right. And because it's hurting you yeah. and probably your family and your checkbook. Mm -hmm. There are lots of reasons why we shouldn't do some of the things we do. And so this is where the church takes a stand. We begin to say, you know what, this isn't healthy for you. Uh, we, we agree with this. Now, if you're a part of the leadership of Celebration Life Church, we ask that you don't participate in alcohol. We are very aware that some members who come to our church may have a glass of wine now and then. But I can tell you this much. In my experience, this is experiential knowledge. Those people who continue to find justification for their one drink occasionally, all the reasons that they give, have always just only gone so far with God. Mm -hmm. Is it about the alcohol? No. What is the real issue here? A heart. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. There's something in there mm -hmm. where they don't want to give part of their life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. not Lord over that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of sad. But this is where we hold up the truth and say, we know this is better way. Mm -hmm. This is a better way. And smoking pot isn't good for you. <laughs> it affects your mind. Be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. And those are the places where you get answers. And if you're doing it to relieve stress, mm -hmm. hmm. well, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> what's that, sir? Big red flag. Big red flag. Yeah. More than a red flag. Mm -hmm. I think there's a bunch of no signs going up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are some simple ways we can hold up the truth mm -hmm. and hold that up. Now, that's not something we run around and, and go over and stand in front of every liquor distribution branch. No. Or every pub. No. That's it. We're going to, you know, smack on the walls. But there are times when, you know, the Lord might have you pray about something like, say there was a, a, a bunch of, uh, and I've done this, this is why I'm telling you, that. <laughs> there, there was a, a psychic fear that was going on at the mall. Now, there are different ways to do this, but I had found out about it and I really felt prompted by Holy Spirit. We've been in prayer. Just go and walk around and just pray. That's all. Just pray quietly. You've done the prayer and just walk around and love people and be there. And if the Lord points someone out, I'll share the gospel with them. And so there were just two of us. And we started just walking around the area, just taking a wide berth. We weren't close to the people who had set up all their booths in the mall. It was a big mall. and had They were in the center. It was at Guilford. And, and so we're walking around the outside edge. And pretty soon they started packing up. Well, I can't hear anything today. I heard one of the... the uh, which witches say, and uh, because I believe it's all witchcraft. And so, so like, this is just not working. Well, they closed up for the day. Um, sorry, we're having trouble hearing today and it's not working. And I thought, well, that was an interesting remark. Mm -hmm. So our friend and I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But it was because we prayed and we, we weren't being obnoxious. We weren't protesting. We were there mm -hmm. under the instruction of Holy Spirit and we did what he said. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, and we learned something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We learned that day that that they try to hear mm -hmm. through wrong vessels. Mm -hmm. And there was evidence. And you know what? We were pretty young in the Lord. So that was pretty exciting for us. <laughs> it was like we've done this thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
I've done some things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming back to the to the social injustice aspect of it. So the question, one of the questions that really is underlying in this is, do we trust God with mm. what we're seeing happening in the world? That's right. Right? You know, we were talking about drugs and alcohol, and that comes back to, you know, do you trust God or are you trying to placate yourself through drugs and alcohol sort of idea? Well, the same thing with social injustice that we're seeing. Do we trust God to bring solutions like Pastor Gwen just experienced, uh, it shared with us? You know, that to, to a Christian seeing a psychic fair happen in a mall is a social injustice. But God has a solution that goes beyond the natural. Mm-hmm. And to the point where they, you, right, what, it, what does it say in Ephesians 6? That our battle is not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. It's against principalities and spirits of this, of, right. of this realm. And so when we go in with that revelation and trusting God, that he's always going to be the solution. He's always going to have the answer. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, the answer was no, no direct confrontation or, or dialogue with him. But just praying, praying in the spirit as you're walking around the mall, meeting people, talking with people, sharing the gospel when the Lord prompts you, and look what happened. I can tell you, I've learned some things the wrong way too. Haven't <laughs> 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 <And> we all? <laughs> there was a time I went with a bunch of people, and this was early on, and they were uh, just confronting mm-hmm. a situation that was selling obnoxious books and things like that. And that confrontation, I learned that day, this is not something, this wasn't God. There was lots of yelling. Now, I wasn't the lead person, but I was along for the ride (laughs) because I had taken the bait of curiosity (laughs) and they were my friends. And so I went with them and there was this whole big, like chaotic thing. And, and while I'm out there, there's a part of me that is very uncomfortable in those situations. And it was just about a fight broke out, just about, and, you know, and. And I and I went away. I knew this wasn't God, and so that's why mm. that's why I pray hard before I do stuff <laughs> because I want God's plan. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Amen. And I think there's there's also this trap that if you're not doing something, it's not getting done. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know you you have to do it. No, you know. Guess what? There's a savior. He's already been and come. <laughs> and he's coming back again. But you know, he did it. Yeah. He did the he work. Did. Uh-huh. He did the work. And and we don't. We're, we we are not in the saving business. Mm. We are the in the business of telling people about what the savior has done Amen. for them and us. And and I think that. Just because we're not doing something doesn't mean something's getting done uh-huh. because there are things at work. There is like, you know, for, for, for that one person that got into a tiff and got into a miff and had the screaming, yelling match, there's someone in a prayer closet somewhere mm-hmm. that's praying and getting God's answer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you could be that person too. Absolutely. Instead of, you know, going out there. It, it, it's just because you're out there screaming at a problem doesn't mean you're going to solve it. Yeah. And, and he has wisdom, he has answers, and he will give them to us. But you can't hear them when you're screaming mm-hmm. at someone else. That's right. And, uh, you know, we have to just be comfortable with, you know, that things are going to be bad in the world because mm-hmm. God said they were going to be. 
<laughs> and, uh, and, and, and we can... But see, he has overcome the world. He, he has overcome the world. And we can have answers to walk in this world. And he, you know, he has given us um, the ability to triumph in this world. Mm-hmm. And so, so we can walk in victory. Amen. And um, victory isn't, you know, like Jesus was totally okay with what he, his plan was on the earth. Yeah. He would did what he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't get out of his lane. He didn't just decide oh, yeah. that I'm going to go... I'm going to go talk to those those Romans. I'm going to tell them what is what. No, he was settled in what his plan was and what his call was and what he was there to do. Amen. So as you go out, don't get distracted yeah. mm-hmm. by these issues, these social injustices, for, and get distracted off the call of God of your life, Come your on. plan mm-hmm. to go where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. If it's an issue that you're part, part to solve, he will show you the answer. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it will be better than yelling and screaming and looking like a giant idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's always good to not look like an idiot. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, and and I mean, I'm making fun, but it just really doesn't show the love of God. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you think about, oh, and look, we're out of time. <laughs> be blessed, everybody. <laughs>